I just want everyone to know that there is something valuable about who you are, what you do, and it warrants being told. It warrants being unearthed and it deserves to be out there because your story may be the key that unlocks someone else's prison. How in the heck do you differentiate yourself from your competition? Let's find out today with Amanda Berlin. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, helping home professionals, industry influencers, and creatives accelerate their business through an improved social media presence by translating digital influence into physical success. Whether your focus is interior design, travel and tourism, or hospitality, this is your social media tightly fastened. Now welcome the hosts of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell and Natalie Graff. Hey there, and welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, the Grand High Boobah of all things Wingnut, Darla Jethro Powell, and I'm joined by Natalie Top Gun Graff. Natalie, how the hell are you? I'm good, and I think your name actually needs to be Hot Flash Powell. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how many times last night I felt covers go this way, I felt covers go that way, I felt you, I'm like, holy crap, yeah, woman. It's definitely kicked in and overload and full. This is it. This is it. Natalie, today's guest, Amanda Berlin, I was just on her podcast. You told me. Well, I just interviewed on it. By the time this airs, I'm sure that her interview will air. And her podcast is the Empowered Publicity Podcast. And I have to tell you, I was super impressed. She's a terrific interviewer. I was sitting there being interviewed by her. And I'm like, why can't I interview guests this well? <laughs> Ooh, pressure's on for you today, isn't it? <laughs> you know what? No. Actually, she is so good and so quick on her feet. I can just sit here and relax and look pretty. She'll do everything. Well, I don't know about the last she's, part. She's super smart. She's quick as a whip. I got good takeaways just from being a guest with her on her podcast. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, so you guys make sure to go check that out. That's the Empowered Publicity Podcast. And let me tell you a little bit more about Amanda Berlin. Amanda Berlin is a visibility and business consultant for entrepreneurs. She works with clients on holistic visibility to help them grow their business and impact. Amanda and her clients have been featured in all types of media, from Business Insider to Entrepreneurs on Fire and WNYW Fox 5 to Bustle.com. She is the host of the Empowered Publicity Podcast and loves arming soul-powered business owners with the ideas and skill sets they need to go from hidden industry gems to recognizable, trusted experts. Oh, one more thing too, Natalie. Yes. Amanda Berlin and I are both co-authors in Luann Nigera's new book coming out, The Power Talk Experts, Volume 2. There you go. I can't wait to read her chapter. I'm telling you, super impressed, super impressed with her. Well, let's see what she has to say. All right, Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Amanda Berlin to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Amanda Berlin. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. How the hell are you? I'm doing well, Darla. Hi, Natalie. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's our pleasure to have you here. And you and I have something in common. We do. We do. And that is Luann Nigera. You are also writing a chapter in her book. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So you and me and about seven other experts in business and otherwise have contributed chapters to a well-designed business, the Power Talk Friday Experts Volume 2, to be precise. <laughs> wow, that's way better than I did. <laughs> and my chapter is all about how to start being more visible, even if you're not ready. Even if you feel like no one cares what I have to say, even if you feel like you're screaming into the abyss and have been for half of your business life, I have tips and tricks and tools for you to implement so that you feel like you're finally being seen, heard, and understood for your unique genius. 
Yeah, I love that. And who's ever really ready, right? It's just do it. Just get in there. We're going to think that you're not ready, right? Oh, Natalie, don't make faces at me. Oh, I am totally making faces at you because (laughs) you're the one that didn't want to do any video. And now that's all you preach. Video, video, video. (laughs) And I really haven't done any video in quite a while. All right. So Amanda Berlin, let's talk a little bit about that visibility. Okay. So one of the hardest questions I still receive today and received at the very beginning when I started my interior design firm, Darla Powell Interior, shameless plug, was from Nicole Heimer of Curio Electro when we were doing our brand discovery. And she said, what makes you different from other interior designers? And I'm like, hell if I know. I mean, don't we all just make rooms pretty together? So let's talk about how important it is to differentiate your brand and how does someone go about even starting to do that to figure out what it is that makes them so different for that secret sauce to offer people? Absolutely. Well, before we even do that, and I promise I'm not dodging the question in any way. But I loved when you said shameless plug, because every plug should be shameless. I, it's not, it, you're, you shouldn't fe- ever feel any shame for telling people about what you do, or telling people the name of your business, or how you can help them. So I'm glad you did that. And I hope you felt no shame when you said shameless plug. So <laughs> I think at this point, I don't feel any shame. <laughs> I, maybe a year or two ago, I was a little creepy about it. But yeah, no, I don't care. That's what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I want everyone to feel like they have permission to sing their own praises because you're the one that you're really the only one that's going to do it in the most authentic way possible. So to answer your question about how do you differentiate yourself and find what makes you unique, and it's especially challenging in a field like design where you could easily fall into the mindset of like, well, there's so many people out there who do exactly what I do. Like there's nothing I do that's different. And the person that I talked to yesterday could walk out the door and bump into another interior designer and decide that that's the person for them. So it's arbitrary and there's nothing I can do because I do the same thing as so many other people. The way to distinguish yourself is to lean in, or one of the ways I should say, Mm -hmm. and probably the easiest way is to lean into your story because you are the only person who has done what you have done and has had the experience that you have had leading up to what you're doing today that informs your work in the way that your experience informs your work. You are the only person that can tell that story and your story will resonate with more of the right clients if you utilize it appropriately. I love that answer. And that's exactly what we did at Darla Palantir's. We said, okay, well, what really makes you different? And we had this conversation on the show. You're the only Darla Powell there is. And if thank the- goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Linda. And, you know, if you're out there, no one else is going to see the world, view the world, handle things exactly the way you do. You're your own unique little story. So I do love that because even though as interior decorators, interior designers, stagers, etc. We all have a similar end goal. We make rooms pretty for our clients, functional for our clients. And by story, Amanda, you kind of are getting at your personal story too in your background, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I know a little bit about your story, Darla, of being a police sergeant, right? So like, (laughs) it's, I don't think there are that many interior designers that can claim that background. 
I also learned a little bit about you from the interview that we did for my podcast. And there are things in your childhood, I imagine, in your personal, in your upbringing, in your relationships with people in your family that inform your aesthetic, that inform the way you do things, and simply that provided inspiration for you to go in this direction. So it's an undertaking to sort of unearth these little details about your coming up and about your personal and professional upbringing that are relevant to the people who are going to be the best fit to work with you. And that's what I help my clients do a lot of the time is pinpoint those details that are important that you may just gloss over as like, oh yeah, I did that thing. Or yeah, my mom was an antique collector, whatever it may have been that are actually relevant. Okay. So, and you know, another thing too is telling your story is a vulnerable place to be and it can be a little scary. And there are a lot of interior designers, a lot of business owners out there who just want to keep it very neutral, very Switzerland and not really get into much of their personality and their story. So let's go into that a little bit about how diving into who you are, what makes you tick and what that special sauce is you can offer your clients really elevates your game to not only increase the quality of clients, but the amount of business that you get. Yeah, absolutely. And so I guess I want to give permission. Again, I give permission for this shameless plug. And I give permission for anyone who, you know, is listening out there who's thinking, I'm not ready to like pull all the skeletons out of the closet and tell everyone what my deepest and darkest personal journey has been like. You do not have to and you shouldn't because there is really no reason for you to share things. It's a rule actually that I have in helping my clients develop their brand story that we don't share things that we haven't processed yet because it gives off that weird vibe to the audience that like, ooh, she's working through something. (laughs) (laughs) And we really want the energy of this brand story to be clean and inspiring and really connective with the people, again, the right people who are going to want to work with you. So That's the first thing is you don't have to share everything. This is a carefully curated version of your story that doesn't necessarily whitewash everything and make it all dandelions and rainbows, but it does present a version of your story, again, that's going to be relevant to the people who are going to want to work with you. So you don't need to tell all the dirty details, just the details that are relevant. I love that. And we at Wingnut Social call that curated authenticity. And you also forgot unicorn farts. <laughs> that's that's the trifecta. <laughs> well, I said dandelions and I realized dandelions are a weed. So maybe not like that's not the most idealistic flower to present. They have such a pretty flower and they're edible. Yes. And what do you think is the mental block behind the business owners that really can't come up with that compelling narrative that is the created authenticity that everybody's looking for? So the block that I think a lot of people come up against when creating that narrative, it's actually really straightforward. We're just too darn close to it. So we are not seeing the forest for the trees. It's not work that you can do yourself. You do need an outside perspective. And not to say that I'm the only person that can provide that outside perspective, but it is one of my superpowers, I will say. Shameless plug. (laughs) (laughs) I give you permission. (laughs) Thank you. No, but I spent a lot of years in the traditional PR world professionally having to kind of curate stories for 
corporate clients, you know, they were big corporations that would really give anything to have the kind of story that you and I have in our business because we are self-made, because we do have this kind of story that's going to connect with an audience. What I had to do with these corporate clients was find these little details that are going to be important to a listening or viewing audience out there. So like a FDA approval of like a new drug, I was like, what's important about this? Like, why should anyone care? And I had to buried in that jargon and the details and like the medical studies, I had to unearth these little gems that and serve them up to the public as like, here, this is why this is important to you. And so I cut my teeth on really kind of that challenging work of curating a story. So now with business owners that I work with, it's like a field day. It's like, oh my God, you did this and you did that when you were little. That's so dovetails with what you do now. It's just very exciting to unearth those little gems that we don't see ourselves because we can't, because we lived it. We're too close to it. You're right. We are too close to it. Because I, when I think about some of the things that make Darla Powell tick about growing up reading arts and antiques magazines and going to antique stores with my mom and doing window displays in her gift shops, I, it, to me, it's just like, you know, another Tuesday. I don't think of it as being anything that special. I mean, I guess it's something in my head, but it is. Uh, well, I don't want to say it's more interesting than I think it is, but I guess that is what I'm saying. It is. It absolutely is, because it also takes us to a time and place, too. I could picture that. I could picture you as a small person in, you know, helping your mom in her in her shop. It's just like, it's really evocative. Yeah, and I see it myself. We were up at midnight. We were doing a window display, and we dropped this big glass thing in her shop. I think we were, she was getting ready to do a grand opening tomorrow, and it made the loudest noise, and we just kind of held our breath waiting for the cops to show up. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, if anyone heard it, no, nobody came. Wow. (laughs) We were on our own. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about avenues to display the, say we've crafted our curated authenticity, our story. We're going to just take the deep dive and show our personality and get in there because people do care. People do want to resonate with us before they hire us. What avenues are we doing this on? Your website, social media, blogs, videos, all the above? Yeah, so there's a lot of different ways that I teach people to be visible on behalf of their brands. The way that I've created this framework, essentially, the way that I teach this is through three different kind of concentric circles of visibility. That's the way that I envision it. And all of this hinges on what your goal is, first and foremost, because it's really challenging to kind of put yourself out there in all of the ways if you don't know what result you're going for. So I like to, at the very beginning of my work with clients, is ask, like, what do you hope to get out of this? (laughs) Where do you want to be at the next year? Because that will help drive our tactics that we would use to put you out there. But to break it down sort of in short, the concentric circles are, I'll kind of tell you what each circle represents and then give you a sense of like when to use each circle. (laughs) So the innermost circle represents collaborations and alliances. And those are your strategic partners. Those are the people that are going to either send clients your way or become clients themselves. Those are the people that are the closest to being able to generate word of mouth for your business as you're ever going to get. And really, just as an aside, all of the visibility that I teach is meant to feel 
like word of mouth because I want my clients to have the deepest as possible personal connection with their audience and their potential clients out there because that's when people invest in working with you is when they feel connected to you. So your innermost circle is collaborations and alliances. The middle circle is speaking and events. And it's pretty self-explanatory. Conferences. In this day and age, we're kind of in the thick of our COVID era. We are looking at, you know, virtual presentation opportunities. We're looking at speaking to associations or networking groups or something like that. Events is kind of like speaking, but you're creating it yourself. You're making your own stage. So speaking in its traditional sense, you're pitching yourself to be on someone else's stage. In an event, you're creating your own stage. And that really gives you the benefit of being at the center of something and putting yourself on a stage so that you get to create an experience for other people, which gives you that kind of visibility boost as well. And then the third piece, the outermost circle is media, which is also kind of self-explanatory, but it's the traditional media relations that I used to do in my PR agency days, where you might pitch yourself to be interviewed on a podcast or featured in a magazine article or anything, interviewed on TV, doing a demo on a morning television segment, something like that. I designed it as concentric circles because as you move away from that innermost circle, the connection to the audience becomes a little bit looser. So your collaborations and alliances, those are like the tightest connections you're going to make with an audience because it is very much like word of mouth. Media, depending on which type of media, your connection to the audience becomes a bit more removed, a bit more, you know, you're probably talking to a wider audience depending on what medium we're talking about, but it doesn't have as personal an effect as the two closer in concentric circles, if that makes sense. The media circle, you you might want to appeal to a little bit of a broader audience is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how do you help business owners who are just really afraid to be visible? Yeah. So I always work with my clients to find visibility tactics that are going to resonate with them, that they're going to want to pursue. And I will also push back and challenge them a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you. Yeah. So for instance, I actually just had a conversation with a client who has her own podcast, but she has her podcast with a collaborator and her collaborator. And there's a bit of like a competitiveness between her and her collaborator. They're in the same industry and they're not from my outside perspective. They're not utilizing the podcast as well as they could because they're not promoting themselves on the podcast. They're not using it as a means to tell their audience about what they're working on and how their audience can interact with them outside of the podcast because there's this competitiveness with it. So like this one can't tout her work because it's going to fly in the face of the other one's work. And I had to push back and ask, I do have a coaching background too. So I, I always ask permission, you know, can I ask you a question about that? Or can I push back? Can I push back on that for a second? And she said, yes. And I said, what if you took it from the perspective of like, look, we created a great platform here. Neither of us are getting as much as we could out of it. So what if we made a schedule for promoting 
each of our own initiatives so that we're, you know, we each have equal time, like a political ad. (laughs) (laughs) I approve this message. Right. And, (laughs) And we're using the podcast, we're leveraging the podcast that we've poured blood, sweat and tears into creating. And so for my clients that are feeling tentative about putting themselves out there in whatever form that takes, you know, this client happens to have a bit of a platform already, but this is a difficult conversation that she didn't want to broach. I help them find the language to use to have these conversations, even if it is just in an initial cold outreach to a potential collaborator or to a media outlet. I help them find the language and I help them do it in a way that feels authentic to them so that they actually do it. (laughs) Otherwise, it's not going to get done. (laughs) I love that. It's like King Solomon is Natalie's the Bible girl cutting the baby in half or threatening to, right? (laughs) He threatened to. (laughs) He threatened to. Yeah. I love that. Seems like a terrific solution. Did she go for it? Yes. Yes. Well, she wrote it down. It seemed doable. (laughs) You know, when you write it down, you put it in the universe, then it gets done. (laughs) Okay. So, Keeping on that theme, if you have clients that are a little bit resistant to get out there and to be vulnerable or to have that curated authenticity, how do you walk them from, hey, you do this, it's going to help you reach that ROI at the end of the day when it comes to getting Benjamins? So the way that I'm interpreting that question, and tell me if you mean it in a different way, is that how do we find tactics that are going to actually bring in dollars? How do you take a client from being seen to be getting paid? What I'm thinking is that different visibility is good for different things. So if my client's goal is to bring in more clients and make more money, then we're going to move in the direction of those more intimate, faster turnaround. That's not the word I'm looking for. Faster result generating. Again, not the word I'm looking for, but you get what I'm saying? (laughs) I think we get the gist, yes. (laughs) There are tactics that generate results more quickly than others. And in the innermost concentric circle of visibility, collaborations and alliances, those are the tactics that are going to turn around paying clients more quickly than being featured in a magazine for a variety of reasons. One of which is that a magazine takes six months to even produce a story. And it's also less likely that your ideal client, like drilling really down deep into that ideal client pool, it's less likely that they are looking at that because a magazine hits a much wider audience, which doesn't necessarily mean it's hitting the right audience. Right. That's in your media circle. Yes, exactly. Right. So that's the outermost concentric circle. So if my client is coming to me and saying, God, I really need revenue, like this has to happen yesterday, then we are drilling into how can they be more known and be the resource for the people who are already aware of who they are and what they're doing. How do we like zhuzh up their their (laughs) visibility, their magnetism, their attractiveness, the awareness that they're fulfilling a need among the people who either have heard of them or can hear about them through someone else that they trust? So what do we do? What is your go-to for that to start? Yeah, so my go-to at the very most grassroots level is simply personal outreach and start telling people about exactly what you do because you would be surprised how many people are like, I think I 
understand what you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I get that a lot, actually. Yeah, right. So that's where messaging and the brand story really do come in first and foremost in the visibility work that I do because I also want my clients out of the weeds, out of the jargon and explaining in real language what they do for their clients so that they can have these conversations with people in their lives who are like, oh, now I get it. I didn't get it before. That's the first thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes absolute sense. And I found that social media is terrific for that. It's quick. It's easily digestible. It's accessible. And people that follow me on social, you can just put up a, a video explaining what you do or showing your personality and becoming visible. It's almost instant gratification. I mean, basically it is. I love that. So yeah. That's why we love social media and why social media has been so incredibly impactful for Darla Palantiris and Wingnut Social and the brand and achieving some of these concentric circle things that you have here. As you were going through it, I was like, man, I'm doing that. I'm doing that. I'm doing that, some of that, the media one. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, maybe, Dar I need a PR agent. That was my next question. At what point should a business owner consider hiring a publicist or a public relations specialist to help them out? Yeah, so that's actually a really interesting question, especially the way you phrased it, because I work very differently than a traditional PR person or publicist. I would say someone who is pretty far well established and far into their journey should be hiring a traditional publicist. That is someone who will come in for several thousand dollars a month and be your agent, be your representative. A PR agency is even higher ticket than that. It's probably 10 grand and above per month with a minimum six month contract. And that's for really, you know, a design agency that perhaps is global or, I mean, I guess you could be different sizes and still be global, but someone that really has some pretty intense initiatives going on throughout the year that you need a firm to help manage for you. That's sort of my answer to that question, the way it was phrased. No, I think you totally asked the right question because I think that it is confusing the way that the traditional PR model is set up because it's not for us. It's not for a small business owner. It's not for a solo entrepreneur. We need to be doing this work on our own. And so hiring someone like me to help you get clear on your brand story, to get help you get clear on the messages that you can go out there with and to help you get clear on what are the visibility tactics that are going to elicit the results that you need in your business. You need to start doing that work as soon as you have a foundational element of your business set up. Because like how many people I'm sure you've heard from that put their website up and they're like, I'm here. And they're like, <laughs> okay, where are my people? Like where? Okay, guys. What? Well, hello. <laughs> Build it and they won't come. Right. I call it the reverse field of dreams phenomenon. You built it and they did not come. So that is the person that I work with is someone who, you know, they're clear on what they're doing. They've got, you know, a vision for their business, but now they know they need to invest in getting it out there to the right people. Where's Darla Palantiris on this scale? Am I an Amanda, Amanda Berlin client or am I another client? Where would you put me? I mean, I would love to work with you, Darla. <laughs> I would love to work with you. That's why I'm kind of hoping you yeah. say. Yeah. So, I mean, I am a firm believer that we are best served 
in making these connections ourselves, whether it's to collaborators or people in the media. Because when you hire a publicist, you're hiring them for the contacts that they have. And when they walk, the contacts walk and you're done. You have no access to those relationships anymore. Good point. And Mm -hmm. what we need is relationships to grow our business. I'm sure that you've experienced that. And so depending on what the goals are for Darla Powell Designs, we build out a campaigns and tactics and initiatives for you to dig in with my support and the support of my team to to really kind of raise the profile, tell the stories that need to be told out there, connect with the right people so that the business continues to grow and you feel aligned in the work that you're doing. And you're not doing work for people that you're like, "Eh, I guess I'll take this job, but it's not really totally what I want to be doing. (laughs) Yeah. And to your point, really, since I've been telling my story more so on social media, and I've I've been swamped, so I haven't been as in in the video and stuff lately, and that's my bad. I am getting more ideal clients by being vulnerable and being out there and having that curated story. Absolutely. Natalie will agree 100%. We haven't had any red flag clients in quite a while. That's fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm a true firm believer in that. Amanda Berlin, is there anything I've forgotten to ask you that you feel the audience needs to hear before we get into the What Up Wingnut round? I just want everyone to know that, you know, there is something valuable about who you are, what you do, and it warrants being told. It warrants being unearthed and it deserves to be out there because I did not coin this phrase, but I will continue to say it. Your story may be the key that unlocks someone else's prison. Oh, I love that. That made me a little verklempt. That's very impactful. (laughs) Great. Amanda Berlin, now I have to ask you, are you ready for the What Up Wingnut round? Absolutely. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be and why? The first word that came to mind was coniferous. (laughs) (laughs) So you would have pine cones of some sort? I would would never be brown. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. They're green year round, aren't they? Yes. Little biology lesson, Natalie. Natalie's looking at me like, what the hell is coniferous? <laughs> what would the hashtag on your tombstone be? Hashtag real. If you could be only one golden girl, who would it be and why? I was going to say B, but her name, her name is Dorothy. Dorothy, yes. I could see that. I, could I would see be that, her you... because she always has the quip. She always gets the joke and she's very fast, quick-witted. She is. You're quick-witted. I, I think I said that in the intro here, that you're very quick on your feet and Ooh, that I thanks. wouldn't have to worry about doing much work for this episode. So thank <laughs> you for that. Last but not least, please recommend a book that has had a profound effect on you, either personally or professionally. Oh, man. Okay. Well, this is like, it's a heavy one. I will say that. But I recently read Chanel Miller's book, Know My Name. Have you guys read it? No. Okay. So she, do you know who she is? I'll just tell everyone. She was the victim of the Stanford swimmer sexual assault case. Brock Turner was her assailant and he got a slap on the wrist for sexually assaulting her. And she remained anonymous until she released this book. I think it was last year. And it was so profound. It's not related to anything that I do for work other than I guess it's finding your voice, telling your story, having the courage to 
do what needs to be done to make sure the truth is out there. But it was just so eye-opening, the courage that it takes to simply say yes to being part of that kind of a prosecution and to do essentially what I believe is the right thing to do. She simply cooperated and it was like the most basic thing that I think you could imagine doing in that situation. And her life was completely turned upside down as a result of cooperating with the prosecution. But she is an incredible writer. She's an artist. She's actually a fine artist and a a cartoonist or an illustrator, I guess is the right word. And so following her on social is like such a joy because she is always creating these characters and illustrating, you know, funny little comics. And yeah, and the book was the book actually won the National Book Award last year. So it's profound and transcendent. And I highly recommend it. And that was by Chanel Miller. And what's the title again? Know My Name. Know My Name. I love it. Amanda Berlin, please tell the Wingnuts listening where they can go and find out all about your services so they can go curate their story. Absolutely. Well, I would love the Wingnuts to come and visit me at amandaberlin.com. You can connect with me on Instagram at Amanda Gale Berlin, G-A-I-L. You can find me, friend me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Amanda Berlin. I have some free resources on my website. If you just click on resources, you can download a template for pitching podcasts. You can download seven new ways to talk about what you do. There's lots of goodies over there. So amandaberlin.com. Awesome. And don't forget to pick up Luen Nagara's new book, The Power Talk Friday Experts, Volume 2, right? Was it? It was such a long title. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're both in it, and I'm sure both chapters are super amazing, right? No. Absolutely. <laughs> no. Shameless plug. I know yours will be. All right. Amanda, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. You have an amazing day. Thank you guys so much. Natalie Andreev. Yes, Jethro. I told you she was quick on her feet. She was. And those little circles she's talking about, I those think. Those little circles. Those little circles. I like to think of them <laughs> the as little. The concentric circles. I think of them as little circles. Maybe they're bigger circles with little circles within. I don't know. But it sounds like you're doing a lot of those circles. Maybe you just do circles. You just spin out of control. I don't I, know. <laughs> that's a wingnut. It is. You know what someone said to me, speaking of visibility, they were like, why the hell wingnut? And I went through the whole story. That's my nickname because I have tremendous ADD. It's been my nickname for almost 20 years now or a little more, actually. And he says, oh, I thought it was because, you know, you have to hand tighten a wingnut and your social media services are curated. It's very hands on. I'm like, why in the hell didn't we think of that two years ago? <laughs> Isn't that brilliant? It's brilliant. Maybe we should just start using that as well. <laughs> but there's my ADD going there's, right yep, off the topic. Right off the topic. <laughs> so, yeah, we have fallen into this concentric circle thing that Amanda Berlin told us about just I think organically, just kind of naturally. So I think we're doing some things right. I have been thinking about bringing in a PR powerhouse, though. I'm aware of this. It has to have soulless ginger approval. I'm, I know. I'm, I know. I loved being interviewed for a podcast. I was so relaxed. Seriously, when she's interviewing me, I'm like, why can't I think this fast? Why is she? <laughs> she's so good. <laughs> so, guys, I highly recommend you go over and check out the Empowered Publicity Podcast. Seriously, she's she's brilliant. She's the real deal. All right, guys, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever the hell you're listening to this on, because we are virtually on every podcast platform you can imagine. If you need help with marketing your high aesthetic brand, give us a call at 1-877-WINGNUT or shoot us an email to info at wingnutsocial.com. We'd be happy to hook you up there and help you to get visible and get in front of your ideal client and make those Benjamins. Nat, you got anything else? Nope. So long. See ya. 
You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only the first step into accelerating your business the Wingnut way. Head over to wingnutsocial.com or call us at 1-877-WINGNUT to see how we can help you take your business from social mediocre to social media master. We'll see you on the next episode of Wingnut Social, your social media tightly fastened. Ta-da. Focus. <clears throat> no, that's an actually really nice car that Ford makes. The Focus. Focus, darling. It's a fun little car. Yeah, come on. Hold on. I have ADD. Salmon. Watching in slow motion as you turn away. Don't know the words. You know why I'm thinking of this? Turning in slow motion. <laughs> What are the don't, words? Do you know the words? Yeah, don't do that. Take my breath away. That's what Robin Arzen did this morning. She took my breath away on that freaking bike. God bless America. I almost puked. Good boy, Mango.